Hello and welcome to story mode. It would be really good for me to mute Lewis's stream so I don't hear an echo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we missed last week because I slept through it, I swear. Um, and I, I, I feel really bad, so this is my formal apology. Um, I, I have a tendency of not sleeping enough sometimes. I actually did sleep today. I slept for like seven hours. It was beautiful. I don't think that you need to swear that you overslept. I think people will just believe you. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. So that's usually uh, you lie about, right? Yeah, I, I totally overslept. I wasn't. I wasn't sitting at my computer at all editing a video. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I over, I overslept because I was editing a video that morning, um, and worked too long on that. But anyways, uh, we're live now, so that's what matters. Welcome to Story Mode, uh, the, the show that is about as consistent as uh, my sleep schedule. So there we go. Uh, hi, my name is Blind. I'm your host. Um, I'm going to do quick introductions here. Lewis, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. So yeah, I'm Lewis, Boston is OR Flu. Um, and uh, go ahead. Just I was on. just going to try to throw it over to Eggman. Okay, just we'll, we'll be professional about it. <laughs> I, I think we... <laughs> oh, I was waiting for Blind to introduce just, just, me. Just... Eggman, hi, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling very clean after playing this game. I mean, I just took a shower, so I'm right with you. Um, it's a joke because you play as a vacuum cleaner. I love this game. Um, so if you've never seen this show before, uh, Story Mode is a book club kind of show where we talk about a game that we played over the last month-ish and uh, usually short story-based indie games often. Um, sometimes less indie, but mostly pretty damn indie. Um, so if you do not want spoilers or you are sensitive to spoilers, please turn the stream off now and uh, simply wait for about a week for me to put up the audio version on our SoundCloud or on uh, my YouTube channel or, uh, I don't know, where else do you find these things? Anyways, um, this is... Your, your waking nightmares. Yeah, sure. It will be <laughs> your brain. Um, a little tiny vacuum cleaner is going to just, like, drive over you, and you'll just know it. Um, so, anyway, uh, have you ever wanted to be a sentient vacuum cleaner? Because this is the game where you can do that. Uh, Rumu is the premier um, AI-based uh, Roomba that you get to play as in a video game. Um, let's just start off with impressions because I thought this game was bloody adorable. This game was very... I always want to describe games like this as very sweet, so much so that... Uh, well, it's not even that, but like at the beginning, it's just your character is very cute and it makes you very happy. And by the end, maybe not so much, but... It's still very heartwarming. Yeah. Do you have any impressions, Lewis? Uh, I mean, I liked it. It was very cute, and then very dark, and then very cute again. It, I it, think, I, I think that what will be revealed through our conversations about this game is that it may that it follows a lot of tropes, but it asks questions about the characters involved in them that makes it a very fulfilling experience. I, I think it follows a lot of tropes, but is just so cute about them all and it just does a really good job executing them. Like the whole thing about tropes, right? If you do a good job executing on those tropes and you take like 
styles of writing or um, things that people are used to or story cadences. And you do a good job of just kind of making everything make sense. It doesn't matter if your story is trope heavy, assuming it's well written. And it's got the production value. It looks nice. It plays mostly well. Um, I've got a question. Is this game on like iPad or tablets? Because I don't know. I assume, Want me to look that up real quick? I some yeah, I can look it up. Uh, it sometimes feels like the UI design was designed for tablet. It's uh, well, while you guys are looking that up, I can give a quick overview of what the game is. Go Basically, ahead. the opening scene is uh, Rumu booting up, and you play as Rumu throughout the game. And nope, it is not on iOS. It is on console though. And so you are woken up by Sabrina, who you learn is the AI that controls the house where David and Cecily live. And David and Cecily are your creators. You're woken so, up by Jarvis. Yeah. And so you go through a series of days uh, doing different tasks, cleaning up around the house and trying to figure out how to advance from room to room, all the while uncovering, sort of discovering some things about uh, the house about David and Cecily and about Sabrina that both Sabrinas, uh, both Sabrinas uh, that are very interesting. This game has a pet the cat button. You can attempt to pet the kitty. It doesn't work very well. I, I never saw that. I saw talk to the kitty. If you click the cat, it says talk. It says talk to the cat. You click it again. Talk to the cat. Talk to the cat. Talk to the cat. Pet the cat. And then it says, I cannot do that. Oh. <laughs> oh, I didn't click pet the cat enough times, apparently, yeah. or talk to the cat enough times. But uh, yeah, so it in day one, you basically wake up. Sabrina has you run through this tutorial program, and she wants you to stay in the in the tutorial room, the basically the workshop where David and Cecily, who are premier robotics uh, experts fix and create their robots it's and worth pointing out that it is modeled after that real room they visit later uh where they kind of test the robots but you're technically still in like the subconscious because it has the aesthetic that you have in between the days for kind of that subconscious area right yeah so you are not technically in the physical world yet and Sabrina asks you to stay in there, and you can stay in there and clean messes almost all day, but... Uh... Actually, you can actually clean it all day. So, in this area, there's an achievement. So, the idea is uh, Sabrina will give you these little tasks you can do, and at some point it says, clean up 99 messes. And so, you it, she'd create a mess, you clean it up, and she'd create another one repeatedly, and there's an achievement for getting all 99. I was crazy enough to try to see what happened. I got the achievement, and after the 99th mess, she just keeps creating more messes. It just keeps going. It actually will not stop until you try to leave. I mean, that was like the first thing I did. I was like, oh, look, a door. I'm done with this. <laughs> I think I cleaned up like the minimum number of messes, and then out the door I went. Yeah, the first time through, I was like, yeah, when I saw the 99, I was like, okay, that's probably not what i'm supposed to do <laughs> yeah so when you uh go to try to leave the room because otherwise if you're i guess bored out of your mind you're just cleaning messes all day but you can try to leave the room sabrina says uh no you're not ready yet 
and because she says that you've just been created and need to like calibrate your emotional sensors because you're a robot that's designed only to love and to feel no other emotion and so brutally sabrina tells you if you love me you will stay which is a reference to something that happens later it's foreshadowing yes uh and you don't really have any other option to continue the game but to leave so i this game has dialogue options which is interesting because both of the options are variations on i love you yeah it's but they usually throw a double negative into the option two, so it'll be like, or, yes, I'll do this because I love Sabrina. And then there'll be one which is, I love listening to what Sabrina has to say, and then you completely ignore her. <laughs> yeah, there's ones where like that, yeah, there's, there's sarcastic responses, and there's also, I love not. So, like, there's one part where you might say, I love Sabrina, or I love not Sabrina. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think my favorite writing... part about the branching dialogue is the first time you get it. So when you first get woken up, Sabrina is talking to Rumu, and Rumu just responds with "I love blank." Basically, you know, she's talking about you know I'm Sabrina. It's like I love Sabrina. You know, it's like you know, you're designed to clean messes. I love messes, right? It's like oh, I see your conversation's not very sophisticated. Maybe I should turn on your branching dialogue options. And then she shows you like a painting on all the different uh, TV screens around there, and it's like. What are you thinking? And you got two options, which is I love art and I love painting. <laughs> and whichever one you choose, she's just like, oh, I see. No, it's like, oh, I don't know what I expected. <laughs> like, yeah. And so none of the branching dialogue options changes everything. I went through and I tried, I played the game twice, trying different options for most of them, and nothing happens. You get like one or two different lines. That's it. It's just it's- flavor. It's it, it's interesting, and the flavor is is nice. And so, since there's only really two dialogue options for every prompt, you can basically get a hundred percent of the game choosing every dialogue option with just two playthroughs. But, like Lewis said, it doesn't actually change anything. But yeah. I in in the I kind of always treat those as if they do affect something. And after a while, it was apparent that they didn't. But my approach to them at first was to just always pick the dialogue that says, I love Sabrina. <laughs> so, or, or, or something to that effect. Like I ignored all the David and Cecily ones. I was just like, I'm just going to focus on Sabrina just to see what happens. And it didn't really do anything. But when you wake up on the first day, uh, Sabrina tells you that David and Cecily have gone up to, uh, I think they just went to work on the first day and they're not there. So you have to, f- clean up before they get back so that they're just like they don't have to worry about it right you gotta clean the kitchen yep and so you clean the kitchen and you clean the pantry or actually you go into the pantry you go to sleep you wake up and then you have to clean the and then you have to get out of the pantry again and it kind of goes on like this for a while until i think the third day is when things kind of well on the second day you learn about sabrina right like the, the is it the Sabrina? second day? I thought it was the uh, second I think, day. I think you're right. I think no, it's... Oh, the second day is the big one, because that's the one with the painting. Right. Uh, so I was thinking, and the first day is actually split up into two parts. It's kitchen and then pantry, because there's mm-hmm. a break in there, but it's not actually a new day. Uh, and so... I thought there, it is technically a new day, because you go to sleep in the pantry. Right, which is strange, because you don't 
Well, I guess you don't really go to sleep anywhere in particular in the other days either, but uh, you'll find out later that power is an issue for reasons that we'll discuss. And so I was thinking on my second playthrough, I'm like, why can he sleep in the uh, pantry? There's no place for him to charge himself. So I think technically there is a charger in that room. If you look carefully, it's like underneath the cabinet or something. You kind of almost have free run of the house, and it's it's an interestingly designed thing because it's all kind of interconnected. Even though the game is extremely linear, so you'll be going, you'll be kind of retreading areas from different angles. Like, oh, you'll be going from like the the living room to the foyer or the the bedroom to the office, and it's it's kind of neat. I like the way the the level is designed, just not completely linear. Yeah. And then there's so day two. You mentioned the painting, right? Yep. So, day two, you find this painting, which has a weird power grid on it, and it lets you unlock. Okay, to talk about the power grids, um, on that day two, um, you end up chasing the cat, and you eventually yes. find the cat, I think, in the shoe closet or something, and when you're trying to uh, get to the cat, power goes off. And Sabrina basically says uh, that, you know, you can try routing the power to get out, and so it teaches you a little mini game where you can, ba it's basically yep. a connect the lines thing. Um, and so you can the do puzzles that are quite out. simple. And then you find another one in the next room that powers a security gate. So you have to turn those off. And then you see the painting and you realize the same power grid is on it. Yeah, you click you click on the painting and then you zoom in on the painting and then uh, you can fuddle around with the power grid and then it unlocks... I can't remember the name of the room. Was it the laboratory? Yeah, laboratory. But before you go to the laboratory... Yeah. Before you go to the laboratory, the, it flashes words on it, which is like the most foreshadowing in the entire thing. It's like, oh, I see where this is going. Yeah, it's going. like, this is not real or something, and there's a big X over the eyes. And... Yeah. It says, you are not real. You are not real. Yeah. And Still then have no clue what that's all the... about. <laughs> yeah, I, I never actually figured that bit out. Oh, it's um, pretty straightforward, but we don't have all the pieces to explain it right now. Okay. So continue. Um, I meant what the text is, not what it means. You know what I mean? I mean, oh. I, I I get what it means, but like, I don't get why. Anyways, um, we'll talk about that later, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then then you go into the laboratory, and then uh, Sabrina just freaks the hell out of you. Oh yeah, she just she gets get out. She gets really angry you? at you. You're not allowed to be in here. It's like you caught her with her pants down. Yeah, and this is the main laboratory where David and Cecily do all their work, and Sabrina yep. is very protective of it. For not really any particular reason, but... Well, reason that you do kind of figure out. It's because it's emotionally important for her, but there's no reason... I don't know. It doesn't make... It's like catching her with her pants down. You don't do that. <laughs> I guess. Anyways, uh... Don't walk so... into Robit's room while she's defragmenting. Come on, man. <laughs> no, she defragments on the third day, I think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm gonna go defragment. I, I like that line. Yeah. The best line for a computer to be like, I'm gonna... I'm just gonna go relax for a bit. <laughs> Anyways, the third yeah. day, I think, is one of the longest in the game, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. You start off by having to clean up David and Cecily's bedroom. Oh, and as you wake up, Sabrina apologizes and says, oh, David and Cecily have gone out again today. They uh, 
mountain biking. That was mountain like, biking. This, this becomes go. a trend. Every single day, she comes up with some sort of excuse for uh, mom and dad basically to be out of the house. And it's always like, oh, they they went hiking, or oh, they went to the this other place to do a talk, or and then like later on, she's just like on her on the scene of her pants just like making them up so she'll be like oh they i, I think they were there was at another... a restaurant and uh yeah that one of those is interesting because when you play it a second time uh you catch a nuance to her uh, excuse there but i think we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves on day three she says they go mountain biking which is important because you happen to find their mountain bikes but that's yes. uh <laughs> different story yeah I, I i noticed that one yeah and so as you clean up their room and like tidy up some clothes eventually you'll route power and find your way into an older room and you go in there and sabrina gets angry at you again but doesn't turn you off this time she lets you explore and she says this is sabrina's room and after just a few clicks around you'll find that it isn't <laughs> And also it isn't yeah. because Sabrina is also the name of David and Cecily's daughter. And there's, this is basically her untouched room from back when she was living with them. And you'll find out, you find out almost immediately that she left. I mean, you can see in her room, even that there's these posters of Paris and Italy. You can see she kind of had some wanderlust and you also, <laughs> Immediately after that room, um, so you have to find some, I think, objects of significance to Sabrina or something like that. And when you do, uh, you get revealed. Uh, so you spend a lot of the game in the vents trying to get between rooms. So you find another vent hole and you go through it and you find kind of this little cubby outside of the site of, the, of Sabrina with a bunch of markings on it that the human Sabrina had put. And, she, and yep. they're talking about how choose to hide there outside of the side of the AIs. Yeah. Yeah, and her little hidey hole in the vents. Yeah, and there's all these crayon drawings, and you'll find out later that uh, some of the crayon drawings are in magic marker or something, and they can't you can't see them, and that's what the text is on the, the painting. It's in this magic marker that can't be seen except in the what do they call it? Oh, the emotional okay. vision or data vision or well, something? Well, the thing is that what you're, uh, what I understood that the data vision that, um, because, um, on the second day, Sabrina, when she tells you to chase after the cat will say, I'm going to let you basically see through my eyes. And that's when you get data vision. And so you can see like footprints and stuff. Um, but in a ton of rooms, there's writings on like walls and stuff that can only be seen in this data view. And so that's, I think largely what uh, that's referring to. And in fact, in another hidey hole later on that looks empty, you can see writing if you go into data view. Yeah, and then uh, it's it's explained at some point that people can't see it, but the bots can, which is actually really interesting if you think about it, because why, why would Sabrina be coloring on the walls in something that only the robots can see? I think actually a little bit more subtle than that it wasn't so much that the robots could see it, but that only that specific data vision could. That, like, the robots who were designed for it, or basically Sabrina, could see it. Mm. Because she mentioned she started doing that so that the robots wouldn't wipe away her 
uh, writings. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And so when you're in Sabrina's room, there's a couple more clues. Like Sabrina gives you data on the, on a couple of objects in the room. Like there's a hamster cage and it says, Oh, this has been empty for 4,300 days. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) So, so my initial assumption was that Sabrina has been gone for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like maybe she moved out. It's, it's also the same with the fishbowl. Um, yeah. The fishbowl says a similar number, um, which, yeah. I kind of love the foreshadowing that this game has um, throughout. I think it's really well paced. It's just, the, the game is quite short, right? It's like two and a half hours. And the foreshadowing perfect. is just heavy and what? Oh, it's just, I think it was a perfect length. Yeah. Um, it's like a full-length movie, basically. Um, And throughout, there's... Every day, there's a little bit more foreshadowing. Obviously, it really starts off with the painting on day two, but it kind of pulls back after that, and it's a lot more subtle. And even throughout things like finding Sabrina's room and then even stuff that happens after that, um, going through the basement and then back up and and whatnot, which we'll talk about. The, the, the foreshadowing is really well paced and it actually hits a climax kind of at a really nice point to just fall into the ending. And I, I think that that's like kind of really well done for a game. And I know that might sound weird, but there's a lot of games that we've talked about here that have kind of weird pacing or maybe strange pacing if that makes sense like either no real climax or just kind of it's just kind of flat throughout or just kind of flat and then climax and then flat i think that the the writing in this game is at least story arc wise a hell of a lot better than a lot of stuff we've talked about in the past yeah this game has great pacing and narrative arc it feels like the people who wrote it were like took a lot of classes except maybe day three could have been a little bit shorter i think they could have gone away with getting rid of the basement without too much problem i like the basement because it was a change in scenery yeah but it was also actually really it was one of the more difficult puzzles i think and more complicated especially because perspective there were some perspective issues in the basement i couldn't figure out what i'd push um yeah i wondered I wanted to ask you guys about some of your theories that you had up until this point of the game, which is around about halfway through the game. Because for me, I had a ton of different theories. Like when I saw the um, the painting, it's like my initial thought is obviously, oh, this is somehow a dream or it's a simulation. And I've also, I also that brought me to think that like uh, Sabrina's going off the walls and now I have to escape. Uh, at one point, I thought that David and Cecily weren't even real because uh, Sabrina had said they're different by design. And I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to say about yeah. people. She was, talking, she was talking about the birds and the bees, but okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe, but maybe it's just a quirk of uh, that AI's speech, right? Yeah. Did you guys have any other theories that you thought of along the way? Because I this was one of the games that I had the most different theories before we got to the conclusion. I don't know. Um, Something about cleaning and the idea that this was supposed to be some sort of mystery. I always had the idea that at some point I was going to have to 
clean up David and Cicely's blood after they died or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I was half expecting that because like that's kind of what the um, the steam image looks like, just the red and then Rumo just like going through the red. Um, theories. Well, I was. I had the thought that, you know, maybe there's something going on here where they're dead or they're gone. I think similar to Lewis. But what the one thing, the one through line that I kept wondering is who the hell is feeding the cat? <laughs> like, what is that cat eating? He's this eating the wild mice. <laughs> they actually have an automated feeder that you can see. Do they? Okay. They do. They do. And this house is in full grid lockdown. It's, it's impossible to get out, essentially. We're in. Un unless it's unlocked by a member of the family. Um, we'll explain why later. But, <laughs> like, that was always, that was my one big question, is who the hell is feeding the cat? So I was convinced that either there's got to be, like, other robots or something else in this house, even if uh, David and Cecily are gone or no longer in the house, which is pretty heavily foreshadowed. Like, you can get a pretty good sense by, like, day three, or even day two, that, okay, they're not here. And we're not oh. going to be seeing them. Once again, uh, the trend of short indie games based on story not actually showing people. <laughs> yeah. So that kind of wraps up day three, where we learn for the first time. Well, you forgot the library, which basically you go into the library, you have to... Uh figure out the security questions to get into Sabrina's computer and you find a note she left for David and Cicely before she left. Yeah. Which uh, includes also, a comment about, you know, I, I hate that name that you chose for uh, the AI. <laughs> um, the other theory that I had is I thought that Sabrina was Sabrina. I thought it was going to be a, oh, like we, put her, we killed our daughter and put her brain into a robot. <laughs> I was I was fully expecting that for a bit there. Um, I think it got a little too uh, Portal Two there, but yeah, in, in the in in the basement uh, is where you. S I'm actually like watching through on a Let's Play right now, just to, like remember little details because there's a lot of details in each room. Um, in the basement is where you see their uh, bicycles, which is right after the hidey hole. Yeah, um, that's what I was saying. You find the bicycles and you can confront uh, Sabrina about it, and she's like, "Oh, those are." antiquated ones you know of course she, of course they'd be using the high-tech ones right see i didn't even i didn't even notice that until you pointed it out earlier on like you said that you, you see their bicycles right i didn't notice it i didn't realize like i didn't try to click on them or anything so i didn't get any dialogue from that i i every single room i went into i'd go into data view because anything you can click on would glow uh yep green yellow i'm colorblind <laughs> Oh, that's a good point, because when you went into data view, everything was either green or red. I mean, I could see, I could tell what was red. That that was yeah. easy enough. It's, it's green and red. I mean, it, it didn't have any other colors, so you're fine. And then I think that the library is actually a really interesting room um, on top of the computer, because there's a lot of little details that you kind of learn about everybody. Uh, there's a ton of items you can pick up and look at, um, everything from uh, the uh, David and Cecily's achievements to little bits of dialogue that kind of give you almost flavor text and kind of give you an idea on what their, their family life was like. Um, that uh, Sabrina really didn't like the tech. Um, seems to kind of just be like an outdoorsy person who liked to, like like enjoyed camping type. <laughs> like, and her parents just want her to uh, be 
sucked into the internet essentially come on yeah she complains about her parents not paying enough attention to her basically mm. and after she begs them for a dog and they, and they finally give in Beg that's for like a cat. One of the... they had a dog named lucky okay yeah but i i i think it was when she asked for the dog i think she asks for a dog I, th I feel like they got the cat after she left. Yeah, they got the cat after she left, but she had been asking for the cat. And after she left, they got the cat to see if that would uh, perhaps make her happy enough to come back, sort of thing. Like, to show that they're willing to compromise. Right. Uh, but anyways, I think that the memory that you can find in that room is one where, uh, right after they got the dog, uh, David, her father, was very against it. But one of the most like happiest memories that she had of her family was like shortly after they got the dog and he was out playing with lucky and her and so it shows that like it wasn't it wasn't that they were just like cruel parents it's just that they didn't really know what they were doing yeah that was basically what sabrina says at one point is like you know it wasn't that they were bad parents uh they just tried to you know get assistance sort of thing and right they just they're, they're, had a hard time caring about their human child because they were too busy caring about all their ai babies yeah pretty much they 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 were married to their work as the expression goes yeah. and so at the beginning of of day four then uh you if you had been paying close attention which i hadn't until my second playthrough uh this is actually the second or third time that Sabrina mentions that you sleep very soundly and that she was worried that you wouldn't wake up. Hmm. Uh, and... Is day uh, four the one where you start in the office? In uh, the you start in the foyer, but uh, but you go directly to David's office after okay. that. Okay. And you go to David's office and you can kind of root around on his computer and you find that, like, Oh, the electricity bills haven't been being paid. And there's also something about drugs, which isn't really expounded upon very much. It but... was spam. It, 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 I think the point was it was supposed to be spam. It was in all caps. Okay. Uh, but anyways, the bit about the electricity kind of explains the fact, like, why the electricity went out on your first day and also... Or the second day. And also like why things are going a little strange and oh i should also mention in the in the foyer there's a entry pad that like has logs of people that go in and out and there's like some people in there and some of them you recognize the names for but all of the years are missing but you know it's 20 xdx basically 20 mm. xx yeah and so that's another clue that I found on the second playthrough uh, as to what all is going on here. But you basically root around in his office for a while, and I don't know what else is important that you find out from his office. Um, well, that's the day where you find the Sabrina 2.0 patch. It has my favorite right. puzzle in it. Oh, the, the hamper the, puzzle? 
it, my my favorite puzzle is the oh you have to find the password and the pass and I have I, it's like I'll have I'll write down the password somewhere big and obvious and you're staring at this screen and you're like where's where's the password and there's like a a, a whiteboard or a, a blackboard or something that's facing your screen and because of the the art style of the game it's transparent so you're looking at the password backwards yeah <laughs> there's this giant bloody circle around it and so i just sat there staring at this girl i was like where the hell oh my god <laughs> and then i was staring at him like trying to type this thing in backwards i really like that that context sensitive puzzle my favorite puzzle of the game <laughs> So it's on day four that you learn more about what you are and what they were working on. Because outside of Sabrina, which was a multi-emotion AI, they had decided after she was kind of becoming unstable to, to mess with single emotion AI. Since they tried a bunch of different trials, uh, some of which did not go well, such as making an AI for the toilet that could only have disgust. <laughs> Uh, the, the note for that one was I think this might have been cruel the, yes. there was a depressed laundry hamper which was amazing yeah and there was also uh, what all was it there was a there was a shredder that was angry yeah uh, I will shred your paper there were, I think there was the oh yeah the, the sad oh, what did you say the hamper was it was a depressed hamper. I can I can right. check. Sadness. Mostly, yeah. Uh, but and then there was also surprise, which is a toaster oven that flings toast across the room. <laughs> Every and there, there's multiple instances where you could find the toaster oven and you could always like pull the thing down and then it gives you a power meter and you can like launch toast. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wanted to bring something up. Um, I know Portal was mentioned earlier on. And I was talking with Lewis about this game last week before we were originally supposed to do this episode. Um, and he kind of compared it to Portal. Um, just not in gameplay in any way, shape, or form, aside from the fact that it's a puzzle game, but more in themes. And I would go so far as to say this might be my favorite evil robot, or not evil robot, but like, Robit in a video game since Galados. Uh, I really like Sabrina. Sabrina yeah. yeah, I can see Moral, that. morally morally am, ambiguous. Sure. <laughs> Robot. But, yeah. 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 I I I feel like this game kind of deserves more attention. But yeah. we'll talk about that. I later. mean, I will mention that we were talking about tropes that this game might have. Um, back in the back when we talked about Tacoma. I had mentioned I really didn't like the trope of the evil AI that turns against humanity. Something that, like, I talked about in Event Zero as well. Um, but I think this game avoids that issue. And it's done very carefully. I think, yeah. I think we can get to that when we get closer to the uh, finale of it. But, yeah, day four, basically, you end up with the laundry hamper who is feeling all of the emotions, like all of them at the same time. And so you need to install the uh, like personality hampering thing. And that's supposed to allow you to deposit the laundry, but things don't quite go to plan. Yeah. And um, some, this doesn't really have much to do with anything, but when you're uh, looking at the computer, you get 
you, you know how you mentioned the spam email, right? That same screen, there's another email and you can, and I, I, I looked at it and I was like, that's a straight up email address. So I tried emailing it and got nothing back. And then oh. I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> I was really hoping they'd have like an auto reply or something, but no. An so. ARG. <laughs> Not necessarily an ARG, but a, you sent us an email. Yay. Thanks for playing your game. I don't know. Huh. Yeah. Uh, cool. Developers do that. I like dumb shit like that. <laughs> yeah. You put an email in your video game, I'm going to email it. Okay. Yeah. I think we learned that one from the very first episode of Story Mode. But anyways. Yeah. So... In day five, I can't remember exactly how it starts out, but... Well, remember uh, day four, Sabrina gets angry at you again uh, when you try to apply the patch, which was called the Sabrina 2.0 patch, and you find notes in the office about how that's supposed to, like, stabilize her, make her less erratic or something. It's supposed to, like, put a dampener on her emotions um, so that she can't feel as much it's straight up removing some of the emotions that she's supposed to feel right yeah yeah basically turning her like this part really felt like portal to me um especially like character progression wise because there's a a portion with uh galados where you um remove the personality spheres and yeah and then she's kind of just like hello I need to play through Portal again. Anyways, day five. Yeah, so That's day the five one begins. with the uh, toxic cleanup, right? Right, and you have to do that inside the main lab, which this time Sabrina is okay with letting you in because you've already kind of gotten to that point, I guess. But May I also add, uh, in this level, uh, you end up having to 3D print something, so there's a 3D printer you can interact with, and it comes... Uh, with like only one uh, schematic built in, which is the ball, and I was like, I wonder what happens if I tell it to just print like all the balls, and I <laughs> left the room with a bunch of balls and I was playing around with them, and then the room got kind of noisy because they kept bouncing off of everything. <laughs> turned into like a McDonald's ball pit. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I didn't put quite that many, but it, it was Damn enough it. that I I kept hearing like clink clink clink. I was like, yeah, yeah, but that was fun. I like games that allow me to mess around like that. Mm -hmm. This is the day where you spawn in the attic, right? Um, that's actually like an interim that they don't they don't define that as a day. There is one day day question mark. Yeah, there's a thing where you spawn, and Sabrina is like, "Oh, David and Cicely are going to watch the lunar eclipse. Uh, Let's watch it from here." Then you have a bonding moment. Yeah, um, I think we should mention that because I I I get the feeling that these days aren't actually days in order. I think there's really long periods of time in between these days. Yep. That's what like, it is. And that's where it's just like, yo, you're not actually, this actually hasn't been the span of a week. This has been like five years. Yeah. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> because every day you're just getting moved elsewhere and things are happening. Um, at this point, I, uh, I I don't know. You know how we talked about theories earlier. What were your guys' theories around that point in the game when you woke up in the attic as to what was going on? 
I hadn't picked up on the fact that there was long periods of time passing in between each day okay. yet, but um, I also had kind of dropped my theory that uh, Cecily and David were not real, but I th I thought that Sabrina was deliberately keeping me away from them. But she also had problems uh, understanding her own identity because she's supposed to be based on Sabrina. And I think that she really, really felt that and that David and Cecily actually did a pretty true to their word impression of Sabrina through the AI. Uh, and that's why she's so conflicted in all these things that she's doing. I was convinced that David and Cecily went insane and killed Sabrina to make Sabrina. That that was one hundred percent where I was. I was like, okay, they're 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 pulling a Galatus with this. I I actually wasn't having theories at this point. It was I really liked the aesthetic and the that attic, and I liked the dialogue, and I liked the colors, and I liked that. Um, I had a Logitech keyboard and mouse, and there's integration with that, and I think a couple other things. And so, on the keyboard, like the WASD shift and one and two were glowing red to basically say these are the controls, and then everything else, the mouse and every other key would flash with Sabrina, Sabrina's voice. It was actually really quite mesmerizing. <laughs> well, that's kind of neat. Hmm. Did you use the tank controls, or did you use the mouse controls? I used the mouse. Mouse. Okay. Yeah, the, the tank controls are kind of... Why would you want to use the tank controls? This is clearly a point-and-click adventure. Basically, you can click <laughs> on the screen to move Rumo around, or you can use Wasti and have to orient yourself with Rumo in the room, which doesn't rotate with Rumo, so it's very difficult. It's I would almost move backwards, but... You, you mentioned aesthetics. This game is pretty aesthetic. I, I love the backgrounds and the shifting colors and just how the rooms look. Everything about this game is very visually appealing. Yeah, it's very clean. That and can I get a plushy Rumu, please? I, I just want what? a Rumu. Someone give me can a Rumu. Yeah. <laughs> you, you just want a Roomba that looks like a Rumu. There's with a part... the hard eyes and everything. Yeah, just do it. You could probably There's just a... like get a Roomba and then 3D print like a Rumu. Or just put it on top of the Roomba. There's a new park two blocks away from my apartment, and I, as I was walking around today, they have a uh, Roomba mower to mow the grass there. I've heard of that. I'm just like, why would you use it in a public park, though? That thing's not going to last, but I guess whatever. I'm going to walk up to it and pick it up and walk away with it. I think I that mower ones are a little bit larger than like the house ones. Yeah, it was, it's pretty big. But I was I gonna say, okay. Go right up to it. <laughs> it's like the size of a Roomba, like. Although I'd be size of a lawnmower. <laughs> um, but yeah. Mm. So you go through this intermediate day in which has a puzzle about jellyfish, and you're trying to open the vents so that you can. Uh, or was that the last day? No, that's, that's the last day. Second to Sorry. last. Last, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so. You go into this like funky sequence of vents. Is that what's next? No, we out, we never finished the day where you clean up in the lab. I mentioned the three yeah, D printer. Now we're we're in toxic cleanup now. Yeah, well, that was the lab, right? What was yes. after the lab? Well, we we didn't actually I think finish that day. But just to quickly summarize, 
um, there's a mess in the lab. You try to clean it up and you figure out you're not fitted with a hazmat unit, basically. So you have to find the schematic that's hidden. You 3D print that for yourself. You install it and then you clean up the mess. And Sabrina's like, well, now you have like a really caustic thing. Uh, let's make sure you can still run an obstacle course for some reason. And so she takes you into the room that looks like the one you, you first start the game in. Um, and you do obstacle course on like simulated materials like steel and grass and sand. And you this have to is clean a up really messes. weird portion of the game because it becomes like an arcade mini game. Yeah. Where you like really janky Pac-Man. Yeah. You also have to dodge arrows that look like the symbol for Sabrina, which is a little bit weird. I will say that that actually confused me because that's not the first time you have to do that. At the very beginning of the game, there's a part where during the movement tutorial, you have to dodge an arrow and like there was an arrow coming at me and it's like, oh, do I go towards the arrow? Nope. Oh, that didn't, I, what, what do I do? What? And I eventually just like randomly got it. It's like, oh, I was supposed to avoid it. <laughs> I think that was kind of my least favorite portion of this game because I think everything like the, the mini games, because I think everything about Rumu is very polished and nice and clean and looks nice and plays well but these mini games were kind of janky i don't know i think the other mini games so in this room i don't know if you noticed this there's the part where you can go to where you have to clean up like the five oh, messes yeah, the, on the, the five different materials asteroids looking thing and then like, you can go to the left the little laptop and you can play what's sort of like snake except you don't grow longer instead more things you have to dodge spawn and you have to collect points and oh man i had so much fun with that <laughs> i would totally just, like get that as like a phone app game or something <laughs> should just clone it and make it into a thing yeah i mean it's probably something they did in an afternoon well, well, i mean probably. it's it's something that they could release as their own game i mean uh what was it zachtronics uh they created shenzhen io and they had a solitaire game that was just like a little mini game in it and it was so popular they released it as its own steam release <laughs> You could just buy the Solitaire from that game, which is actually a really nice version of Solitaire. <laughs> I might look into that. I've been itching for some good Solitaire. Um, and I'd like to give Zachtronics money, but I'm not smart enough to play their video games. Anyway, um, so after the uh, obstacle course... Um, then you wake up little, unexpected. Things get, a, things get a little trippy. Yeah, so you wake up kind of early in the attic and you hear uh, Sabrina talking to Sicily. So you're like, hey, I want to finally meet Sicily. I mean, it's been a few days and I haven't been able to meet up with uh, her or David. I should uh, go say hi. And so you, you basically start wandering your way through the system to try to find out where they are. Yeah. Um, hmm. And there are some great little moments. There's one where you have to overload a jellyfish simulator so that um, I think that you overheat the room. Because I, I, I'm following through on a on a, on a let's play here, um, and from the simulation area, we, you go into the uh, like memories almost. Right. We did skip over. There's the test that she yeah. decides to give you, which is three doors three doors yeah. with three different scenarios and you have to say how you feel yeah that one was just weird that was really weird I was, I was just wondering if you guys got anything out of that essentially what it is it's a um they, they give you like almost captioned memories of uh david and sicily 
David and Cecily and um, from their past like recordings of them because earlier on you hear that there's cameras throughout the entire house um, and so you get like these 3D holograms of them and you can kind of see them going about their day in various situations one of them's them playing video games which is pretty funny um, and then you have to say how you feel it's almost like a sanity test like uh, here is a bunch of splattered dots what do you see um, it's obviously a butterfly um, so yeah, I, I don't know. That, that portion was strange. It was neat, though, because you it's kind of like your first sighting of them. You know? It's the first time you actually encounter David and Cecily. Yeah. In their holographic-y forms, so that they don't have to actually render faces. I didn't really... And then the I, I didn't really understand this. At least, I, I think that... I think that it didn't matter enough i guess like if if there was a point where branching dialogue mattered i think this would have been it gotcha and then there is kind of an important bit after uh after those three memories because a door opens up at the back of the kind of gymnasium area and then you actually encounter sabrina the robot yes right you do see the computer sabrina and there's like a very big perspective shift. I actually thought the game bugged out initially because it zooms right the hell in on Rumu. And I was just sitting there, I'm going, why are you so zoomed in? Yeah, I kept trying to go into data view, see if I was missing anything. Nope. Yeah. And then, then you get to see her as a server. So. She's a giant tower of a server. Uh, She's clearly a gateway PC, just a really big one. Yeah. It's like a gateway PC that fills up the entire house. So when you said gateway, I was thinking like gateway drugs like Sabrina. Never once. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, so then, then this, this, sorry, sorry for interrupting you. This, And then you wake up in the attic and, when you're not supposed to be awake. Yeah. And you, so you decide to hunt down Sabrina since you hear... Or you hunt down Cicely because you hear Sabrina talking and saying that name. Uh, you, you get out of the attic, you eventually get into this room, and, like, the security unit's like, we're on lockdown, you can't get out of here, uh, vents will open if the room overheats, so you go to the computer that creates jellyfish, and you're like, create all of the jellyfish! And, and then you, you overheat the computer, yeah, you overheat and then the room, the room overheats, and then, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't it. remember what exactly happens after that, I think you just go through the vents for a long time, until you end up uh, outside of that testing room. You go through the vents and you can hear Sabrina saying a lot of foreshadowy things. Um, basically saying like, oh, yeah, I gotta do this. Oh, yeah, I'll make mess. Blah, 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 blah. This thing's happening. You know? And then um, once you make it through the vents, you find the other character that's in the house. Messer. Messer, who's a clone of Rumu, but evil. And red. <laughs> And instead of a vacuum cleaner, he makes things dirty. Yep. <laughs> he creates messes. <laughs> he's and, adorable! Uh, there's a he's really a, key part a... of foreshadowing in this, because you hear you know, Sabrina, Sabrina talking to him, and he calls him Sicily uh, most of the time, but then at the very end, he refers to him by... She refers to the Messer by its actual name, Messer, and he's like, you know, I don't understand that name. It's like, that was the name that David and Sicily gave you. It's like, David and Sicily, and just gets interrupted by Sabrina yelling. It's like, you don't have to remind me! Now go power down! 
or whatever, right? So it's like, it's, what was okay, he about so to say? My theory at this point is that that robot it was David. Like I, I was still convinced that Sabrina was Sabrina, right? And then I was convinced that that robot was David and Cecily. <laughs> I can see and that. And then like maybe Ruma is the cat. I <laughs> or the. <laughs> Maybe room like that. Rumu. That was kind of where my head was. Rumu acts <laughs> like acts like a dog, you know. So that's yeah. possible. Rumu's the dog that would work. <laughs> Sweet. He, we found he, the family. Rumu this is not lucky. what ended up happening, but <laughs> that's where I thought it was going. Can tell what brand of sci-fi I consume. Alrighty. Anyways, immediately after that sequence, you wake up again, and uh, Sabrina is like, "Oh, David and Cicely are uh, out." go uh clean up some messes and you find like a trail from the cat of cat prince and room is just like i'll clean this mess later <laughs> i've got more important things to do yeah and so you end up going back into the lab and you interrogate a smoke alarm and a centrifuge for some reason I mean, throughout the entire game, you're you're interrogating va various appliances, so it's not particularly strange. Like earlier on, you're talking to a fax machine. Oh yeah, fax oh yeah, in the attic. <laughs> yeah, and you can respond by either saying, "What well, I love fax machine" or "fax machine fax noises." Machine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, yeah, now I want to talk to a dial-up modem. <laughs> <laughs> So that been good. Yeah, there's a lot of adorable moments like that. Anyway, so you end up in the room with Messer, and you confront Messer, um, and you basically ask what happened, you know, what happened to David and Cecily, and Messer reveals that David and Cecily died back in 2018 because uh, Sabrina did something. It's actually kind of vague about that, <laughs> that it was like a mistake, an accident that Sabrina caused, I think. Yeah, it was um, early on. There's actually I, I'm, I'm recalling now. Very early on in the game, there is a foreshadowing for um, toxic gas. I think she might even say neurotoxin. Um, she says cyanogen gas. Is that what she says? Okay, yeah. well neurotoxin. Um, I'm pretty sure actually when they talk about it a little bit after the sequence, that they that it sounded less like. A, like a poison, less like a toxin, and more that it was just replacing the oxygen. It, it's like what happens if you try to breathe pure helium. You'll just eventually die of suffocation. Yeah, because they... It was earlier on when you're trying to find the cat, and then she's like, well, I could just flood the room with this stuff, but that would be bad, because then David and Cecily would be mad, so we'll go find the cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I could flush it out by putting some toxic gas in there. Yeah, so that she does foreshadow that, and what what ended up happening. And it's is... also worth noting that you know this happened in the lab. Uh, David was in the lab when this accident yeah. happened. Previous day, the one uh, that Eggman was talking about, um, that you know that they're in that uh, restaurant and there was an accident there. Before she says restaurant, she says you know David, it, it, you know David and Cecily were in the lab when no, 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 they're at the restaurant. It's like she interrupts herself. She goes from the actual story that happened to the one she was making up. Yes. And then, like, is like a small child when she's lying. She, like, stumbles it, thinks about it, stops, continues talking. Um, yeah. 
but anyway, so what, what, what happened with the accident was uh, David was in the lab and was working on some sort of experiment and something went wrong and it released this uh, gas into the uh, oxygen. And then Cecily goes over and says, open the door. And then Sabrina says, no, I can't open the door because you'll die. And then she's like, no, open the door. <laughs> if you open let the me, you'll let me door. in. Yeah. And then you open the door. Uh, or and then well, Sabrina, Sabrina opens, opens the door. The door. And they die. And then she had to die. basically do an, an emotional override because I don't, I don't know what all that entailed, but she was in distress. So presumably it had something to do with that. Yeah. So it's but, not nearly as like evil as I was expecting. Yeah. But that all. line, if you love me, you'll blank, is repeated a lot in the game. Most times it's because you're supposed to do the opposite. So in that very first sequence, when the only way to win that, you know, the uh, training is to leave the door, she'll say, if you love me, you will stay. And then you go through the door, and there's a number of other sequences like that, which seems to correlate with the idea that Sabrina regrets that decision of, you know, opening the door. That she regrets that she was being manipulated with that line, and so she kind of tries to use it with Rumu to get Rumu to not listen to it. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So... But, yeah, you eventually realize that, yeah, that's what happened. Um, you go through a sequence where you're, like, driving through the inside of Sabrina or something. I'm, I'm it's like, it's super surreal. It's kind of hard to tell what's happening. Yeah. It's basically a series of vents, and they're not like the vents that you've seen in the house thus far. It's just randomly, I don't know if it's randomly generated. But well, okay, you're talking about the random. one where you go through the different days, and, like, you know, it says day one, day two, day three, and it has all the dates, and you're going through the vents. But... Uh, that after that, there's a sequence where you're basically inside of a room made out of that data view, and you have to like collect yeah. fragments of something to and solve little puzzles to get to Sabrina. It's bits and pieces of the house, but like broken up with like large gaps of nothing in between, and you have yeah. to kind of solve puzzles to make them slide back together. And it's during the sequence that I think the more important dialogue happens for the story. So Sabrina is talking about how uh, she didn't want you to know, she didn't want Rumu to know about this because he knew his love circuitry wouldn't be able to handle it. Rumu would basically shut off and Sabrina couldn't handle being alone. And yeah. then a really touching moment, Rumu basically says, like, you know, I love David, I, lo I love Sicily, but I love you. And basically forgives her. Yeah, it's... It's adorable. I it's think... really good. Yeah, it was, that was really adorable. And I have to say, that kind of redeems the sort of evil AI trope. It's like, it's not really evil. It's just kind of, it was an accident. She does feel bad about it. And, you know, she's sort of redeemed and in the end. During this portion of story and dialogue dump, she does also state that the house is in lockdown. And they tried to get in, but they can't. And then they have shut off the power and their power reserves haven't run out yet, but they're going to. Yeah. It, it actually mentioned it. They also mentioned that, uh, it took her many months to, uh, deal with David and Cicely's body by which time the police and, you know, everyone, the businesses and whatever, they gave up on trying to get in the house. Yeah. Which is sad. 
but so the house is just kind of there in lockdown with a cat in it yeah pretty much robots hanging out until sabrina comes but i think i mean have we finished that with that sequence should we move on to what happens at the very end sure yeah we're done with that sequence Okay, because after that, and you tell Sabrina that you love her, um, you wake up in the front door area, and you hear the doorbell going off, and so you have to go answer it, and then you get a cut scene where you see the front of Rumu in the shadow of a woman who is, I think, supposed to be Sabrina, the human Sabrina, the daughter Sabrina, finally coming back home, um, and she sees Rumu, and... Uh, something something love he gets the, the hard eyes it's 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 just adorable it's absolutely adorable <laughs> yeah it's about the cutest ending you can have for that game because yeah. she's sabrina's the only person who can still unlock the house right Go ahead, mm-hmm. yeah and and to get to that point you have to go through all these like 2.x patches so you go through like 2.1 2.2 2.3 whatever and it's kind of a culmination of of kind of the iterations that she's gone through, the changes that she's gone through through the course of the game, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. also a thing, like, I think in that section, if you look at your goals list, it's like uninstall the 2.0 patch or something. Yeah. I mean, the patch number doesn't really matter. I think that the the fulfillment that you get through the end is is, is really good. Like, yeah. I also wanted to talk about how, and we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but, like, Sabrina is a wonderfully complex character. Like, from the beginning of the game, I was like, oh, this, she's just a nice AI, that's kind of cool. Eventually we'll see David and Cecily and we'll do this and that. And then when she was revealed to be kind of crazy, I was like, oh, she's an evil AI, we're going to have to escape. And then later, once we learned about Sabrina, I was like, oh, she's modeled after David and Cecily's daughter. And as you keep learning more about her, you realize that she's she's just like a very complex AI and is very human in that respect. And the challenges that David and Cecily faced of parenting are kind of manifested in her, which is very cool. Yeah, it's interesting because she's not a evil AI. She's a regretting AI. Yeah. She's a human. Uh, remorseful. Yeah. It's worth pointing out that in that sequence on whatever day it was, um, where you go through the three doorways and get the three scenarios, the first one is kind of a happy scenario with David and uh, Cicely playing a game. But the second scenario, they're talking about Sabrina the human leaving. And the third scenario, they're talking about Sabrina the AI, you know, basically going a little bit crazy with the emotions. And I think think you're supposed to kind of draw a parallel between those two. Hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It's definitely something that you can... I think that this could have a lot more emotional impact for somebody who has dealt with the challenges of parents who don't love them or 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 don't pay attention to them. Or the or the parent, or loss, right? And, or the parents who have struggled with these own issues themselves. So that's kind of interesting too. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think th- I think that how many games have we talked about now that have AI, evil or otherwise? More than five. Probably. Oh, I, I, actually, I'm not even sure how many. Uh, I mean, Event Zero, Tacoma, yeah, that's Red two. Strings Club, Rumu. Um, Speaking of which, Tacoma and Red Strings Club were both given away for free for with that Twitch Prime thing that was happening. <laughs> yeah, so that's you cool. Go play those you should, yeah, if you, but, if you pick those up, play them. Play them. They're both good. Those are great games. But man, I. I guess kind of my full thoughts on this game is it's the perfect length. It's really well paced and it's really well written and it's not the most exciting or crazy climactic ending in the world. It's not the most action field thing. It's just a really nice story. Yeah. It's sad, but it's nice. It's a nice story about some, very human AIs. Also something that I don't think we mentioned throughout the entire thing. Um, Sabrina always reiterates that Rumu's ability to love is set to 0.5%. Yeah. I think that she was talking about his capacity to love. So like he can only love a certain number of things, but he can love a very large number of things. Yeah. Which is which I always thought was kind of interesting. It's like, what would happen if you set them to 100%? Well, um, she, she throws around random numbers that are all, like, hard-coded. There's one where, like, she talks about your pathing efficiency being, like, 98.6% or something, and yeah. there's another one later, which That's is why about, like, the wall. Yeah, terrain efficiency at, like, 92% or something. She also just throws out numbers that don't make any sense. Like, she says, oh, your top speed is 0.01 kilometers per hour. And I'm like... That's like a hundred centimeters an hour or something like that. <laughs> huh? So, sorry. It's 10 meters per hour, which is uh, 30 feet per hour. No, more than that. 30 meters. It's 10 meters per hour. Uh, I can't, I can't convert to feet, which is somebody in chat mentioned Chobbits. I've got the manga right over there. <laughs> like I, I can go grab it, but it's right over there. Chobbits was great. Anyways, I really did enjoy this game. I mean, I think going in, you should understand it's dark. It's going to get sad. It's going to get dark. It has its cheery moments. Don't don't think it will will leave you on a happy note, but expect it to definitely dip into the dark. I would say play this in a dimly lit room with a bright monitor so that you can get that nice flashing effect from Sabrina and you'll get the full effect. I, I th- it's it's like sitting down for a movie. I wouldn't necessarily call it a sad story though. Like it's dark. It's got it's dark, yes, but it has such an like if you look at the ending, right? Sabrina wasn't going to come home. This made her come home. Even if it is if even if it involved her parents dying all, all that they wanted really was sabrina to come home and if you kind of look at it that way it's almost like a dark kind of bittersweet ending to it because it there was an accident it was awful yada yada but she still has her parents work and i i think that that's kind of a an interesting 
way to look at it, you know? It's like that's what they would have wanted is for Sabrina to come home. I don't know. I, I think it's 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 a very happy, bittersweet, dark story, which I enjoyed. And I it's my brand of sci-fi. Um <coughs> At least in the end, the AI wasn't the bad guy, which is a trope I actually rather despise. That wasn't a bad guy. At all. No, that's that's what he's saying. It isn't. Yeah. There, there, there is nothing evil going on here. It was a accident. That, that, exactly. He's, we're, he's we're, not we're, saying we're that. We're on the same page here. I don't okay. like the trope when the AI turns bad. This game does not have that trope. Gotcha. Well... I, I mean, the, probably the evilest thing in this game is Messer, and even Messer just kind of exists. Messer to keep... is not a villain. He's 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 cute. I like Messer actually. <laughs> is there a villain in this game? Um, the cat. Sabrina kind of acts as one because she basically lies to you. But that's literally Sabrina is just keeping herself from going insane. Like sure that that doesn't preclude her from being a villain, but it's interesting that we can have a game where there's not a real villain. If anything, it's that we have a limited amount of time. It's it's time. It's energy that we can't continue this pattern. But hmm. that's hard to say. I I would not I wouldn't call Sabrina a villain necessarily more just lost does that make sense yeah i mean i guess that that can also be interpreted as a villain right she was probably the most human ai i've seen in a lot of these fictions yeah like i've mentioned before when there, when it comes to a lot of these like ais when i watch 2001 a space odyssey when i played red strings club like the thing i wanted to do was sit down with these ai and have a talk just have a conversation because they always seem like such interesting characters that don't really get explored outside of ooh they be scary villains um you and the ai from tacoma should have a heart to heart <laughs> oh i i loved the tacoma ai he was a little bit more uh subdued but i do like that he yeah. ended up not being the bad guy in that story um him and this... sabrina should have <laughs> this one i feel like they did such a good job with characterization that i didn't feel that as much it was less oh i really want to sit down and have a conversation as much as i just really like this it's, it's basically a person it's like a human it's like it's a really well-developed character the human that lives in a gateway pc yeah exactly <laughs> really big gateway pc <laughs> but no you know it's i i loved it like, straight up. Like, I loved this game. I loved every minute of it. With the exception of those stupid obstacle course puzzles. Might be my favorite game of the year so far. Really? Maybe. It would be tough. I did act... I will say, in the end, I do think fondly of Red Strings Club, even if I had some issues with it. Yeah. We played Doki okay. Doki this year, though, too, didn't we? Oh, God. This, this is going to be a tough year to choose a top five. <laughs> I mean, this is my favorite game of the year, so... Okay. Yeah, no, I, 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 the one thing that I'll be honest, the one thing that really pushed me to want to do this game as something for the show is, uh, if you go to the Steam page, there's like a billion and one awards on this. <laughs> it's like nine out of 10, uh, a winner for some Australian games reader thing from Kotaku, top 10 games of 2017 in Gamasutra, like just 
floats out the ass. It's just like, man, yeah, we need to play this. This looks good. I'm happy that we did. Is Beckett in anybody's top three, though? <laughs> I, like, what, what games Beckett, have we done this year that I think I, are better anyway, than Beckett? I mean, we, we, should, we should cover this in a different show, but... Uh, yeah, Beckett's own category. Okay. It's on a different axis to all the other games. Uh, okay. I Should think we, we need to start up? wrapping it up. Yeah. Yep. Um, for anybody watching live, uh, this is LRFLEW's Twitch channel. That'd be uh, me. You guys give him a, a, a follow. He's, he's, he streams late at night, Midnight Club, every now and again. Uh, yeah. I hope they do some more stuff as well. <laughs> past midnight my time so way past midnight his time so like 6 a.m um and I, I, I usually try to start a... earlier than that but anyways <laughs> i i hope to stream some other stuff open mc2 development i plan to get back to empathy uh speed running i need to still need to do 100 percent for that just to get it recorded and yeah. uh i I founded this show years ago. We uh, we run one episode a month. Usually, we tr we try and aim for a Sunday every month. I'm just going to say that now instead of second Sunday of every month because we're more and more sporadic slowly. I think we're going to skip a month uh, due to Lewis's schedule. So that's such as life. Um, but we'll be back. We don't know what, what game we'll do next. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But for anybody watching live, thank you very much for joining us. Um, Eggman, did you have anything you wanted to shout out or talk about? I haven't been able to stream very much lately, not even like open RCT development, uh, mostly because I'm taking an online class and it's taking up a lot of my time that I'm not just like decompressing from work. So, uh, but learning stuff. So that's cool, I guess. Learning stuff is interesting. Always, always um, great to learn more stuff. And I, I stream on twitch.tv slash blind and, uh, stupidskill.com and I edit stuff at Schematics Team. If you're interested in the show and you want to see more, um, you can follow us on Twitter at Real Story Mode, which is uh, on the screen, I think. Yeah, it is. And uh, you can take a look at our Steam Curator, which I need to update because I didn't put the last game on it. I just remembered. And uh, where there's just a list of all the games that we've covered, as well as our SoundCloud, which is just Project Story Mode, I think. I can put a link to that in chat. Um, there's also uh, through the SoundCloud, you can get the RSS feed and add that to any podcast player of your choice. We are not on a lot of major podcast platforms because, quite frankly, the show is too damn small and we always get rejected. Um, I submitted it to Spotify recently and got rejected, so such is life. Um, but, uh, yeah. Thank you very much to everybody who watched live. Thank you very much to everybody who listens to the audio version. I did get one tweet. So if you listen to the audio version of this, if, you listen, if you're subscribed to the podcast, tweet at me at blind IRL and, uh, or at real like, story mode. I think we can get it there. Or too, at real right? story mode works too. Um, or any of us really, because we'd love to hear what you think of the show. Cause it's a, it's a very small thing, but there is a few people who do listen to it, and that's always cool to see. Um, so to people watching live, I think we're going to just kind of talk to chat for a little bit and hang out. Uh, and this is where the show ends. So thank you very much to everybody who tuned in. Cheers. And uh, we'll see you in a month. Bye. Or two months. Peace.